Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 129. This week on the show, I've got an awesome conversation with Mike of the band Of Virtue. Um, Definitely a band that you guys need to have on your radar. Uh, As I talk about in this episode, if they're not on your radar already, I don't know how, uh, especially if you are paying attention to what's going on like in the metal scene, the metal core, hardcore, rock, you know, like they cover a lot of bases. Um, But we talked a lot about kind of this next evolution of their sound and um, the new singles, Sinner, Hypocrite, uh, as well as signing with a rising empire for a new label. Um, Just a lot of really cool stuff that we talked about, and I really appreciate Mike taking the time to have this conversation with me uh, because he was in the process of getting ready to move. So uh, as if, you know, life isn't stressful enough when you're moving, add in doing, you know, 45, like 45 minute to hour long conversations with um, press and for podcasts and all that. So huge shout out to him. Um, but yeah, let's just jump into this guys. Cause I'm really excited about this one. It's one that I've kind of had, uh, in the back pocket, if you will, for a little while now. Uh, and I'm just really ready for you guys to hear kind of what their vision is. So here is my conversation with Mike of, of virtue. Um, so to kick things off, I do start with the same boring ass question every time though. Simple introduction, man. Who are you? What do you do? And why are we having this talk? Uh, I am Mike, and I play guitar in a virtue. And we are having this talk because we just put out two new singles, and we just signed to a new label. Yeah. So uh, I was a little bit familiar with you guys before the the new singles, but obviously press has been hitting right the team over at Adam Splitter's <laughs> been definitely doing their job to make sure that I was aware. Um and I got to say, like, you know, digging through the, the catalog, obviously you guys have had a lot of success over your, your time. For those that aren't familiar with you guys, it's sure. you know, really odd that you're not because you guys have been around since 2008. You're not necessarily a new band. No, but, we're not. <laughs> but, you know, looking at these two new singles specifically compared to the previous body of work, like the sound has just evolved and matured so much. And I think you guys are really in this position to like make a real statement. Not that you weren't making real statements before in the, the metal core scene, but like, I think this era of, of, of virtue has potential to be like, here's the new platform. This is where we're going. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome to hear, man. Um, yeah. Like it's funny. Like if I tell people they'll ask if I meet new people, They'll be like, oh, what's your band name? And I'll, I'll tell them to go listen on Spotify and stuff like that. And, like, for some reason, they'll go to, like, the album from, like, 2012. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, you guys are sick. You guys sound awesome. But like, we don't really like the screaming and stuff, though. It's like, yeah, well, we're, we're a little past that now, you know? Like, we're obviously, like, you're talking about, like, our discography. It's all up there. But our sound has definitely changed over the years. And, and that goes hand-in-hand with, like, we've had like member change. We have numerous member changes and stuff like that, which right. it's, I, I think it's just, it's just the evolution of the band. And to be honest with you, like, I really don't think a lot about like the previous years that we, we played those songs, you know, cause we don't play any of that stuff anymore. Um, right. So like the stuff that we were doing now, 
is definitely what we are like as people now, like our maturity level, what we, what we just want to play, what we want to sound like, like, it's not, it's not bullshit, you know, it's not, you know, cause we've had some people say like, Oh, like, you know, what is this you guys are doing now? It's not what you guys used to do. It's like, yeah, well, and things change, man. You know, we, we just wanted to play some different music and this is just a natural evolution. And just like any other band that's out there, like every band evolves, every band evolves their sound based. You can't just put out the same album, you know, 10 times in a row and call it your career, you know? So that's kind of like where we're at I mean, now. That's where, you that's can, where we, but <laughs> you can, you can, and, and say, so, hey, some bands have been <laughs> successful doing that. And I, 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 you know, I credit them for doing that. Um, but as far as we go, like, <laughs> It just wasn't in our cards to do it. So, no, I th- I think the the big difference is not to say that maybe those bands aren't like a hundred percent authentic, but I feel like a lot of those bands that do kind of repeat that cookie cutter process of, well, that album did really well, so that's all we're going to sound like from here on. I sure. think it's it's a little bit of a like complacency and and comfortability, right? Like, oh, that was yeah. successful. We're going to try to continue that. Sure. But I think the flip side of that is too like there's a degree of inauthenticity because for a band like you guys that are coming out and going like, hey, we've grown up, we've went through member changes, like we're not the eighteen, nineteen year old kids that were writing music before. Like right. you know, I'm I'm thirty seven years old now. I've got like real life adult problems. <laughs> Let's talk sure. about this shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like, uh, and you know, Damon and I, uh, he's the other guitar player in the band. Him and I have been playing music together for since about 2008. That's when him and I first got together and like started. We were in another band that I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> right. But, uh, uh, you know, we started this band and, you know, we've been together ever since and doing this. And, you know, like, I don't really, we don't really go back into like the back catalog, like, you know, the back catalogs and talk about the old story because it's almost like within the like recent years, we've really, the band has found its purpose. It's found its sound. So there's really no point in like going backwards, you know, and trying to like relive those days and trying to be misery signals again. (laughs) So, you know, it's funny, we we released Sinner and I got a message from somebody like that lives like up North. He's come into a couple of shows. I forgot his name, but he messaged me just saying, can you guys play this song from like your 2008 EP release? I'm like, like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not gonna, like, you know, I'm, I'm glad there's still people that enjoy it and, you know, it'll always hold a good place in my heart. And, you know, I still go back and listen to it sometimes and like, damn, but like now, you know, this, what we're doing now, like this is, this is the driving force of the band and what's going to help us get to where like we want to be. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, like I, I said earlier, I think th- the new two singles specifically, you know, obviously there's a lot of, of work that you guys have that you're getting ready to, to release some things and, and whatnot. Yeah. The, the two singles that have come out so far, um, which is Sinners and Hypocrite, yeah. um, I think, like I said, they're, they're really kind of this almost announcement of this new era of the band, right? Like, it's a statement that, hey, the, the old stuff's cool, but like you said, that's not who we are anymore. So right. from this point forward, this is what you need to be prepared for. And I think it's such a... I, I, it's not a drastic change in the sense that like, oh, now we play country music. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're <laughs> right. Didn't, yeah. Didn't full on genre swap or anything, but I think it's a drastic enough change that, you know, people that maybe did listen to the old stuff are going to be like, oh shit. Like they've actually got some tools in the, the chest here to, 
really expand the sound. Oh yeah. Like even, you know, when we were in the studio and we were doing center, um, that was the first time that we've, cause this can be leading to a whole thing. You know, that was the first time, um, we had all been together because of COVID. We, we got together. Um, we went down to our buddy Evan in Indiana to his studio. And this was also our first time, like doing a creative process with someone else, not just the members of the band. Um, right. So we went down there, we, we just got into a room and we just started just kind of throwing ideas out there, you know, throwing riffs, throwing vocal ideas. You know, Evan was a big hand in that too, but, um, it was just, we started doing it. It started getting, you know, things started getting recorded. Some vocals started getting recorded. And there was a moment where we were just like, like, can we do this? Like, oh, can we put this out? And like, and the more we sat there, like, it's not the craziest thing, like song wise. Cause you know, yeah. it, but, but it was just like, can we, can we put this out? Like us, you know? And I think that's one of the biggest reasons, like that was also again, that was the first single we released, you know? Because and, you know everyone expects we're we're known as a metal band, a metalcore band. So everyone yeah. everyone expects a band that hasn't put out music in a few years to just put out this three thirty minute song of just like a fire ass chorus and a huge breakdown, you know. Yeah. So we kind of were just like, let's put this out. Let's give something people to have a, a reaction to, whether it's positive or negative. Because at the end of the day, they're gonna have a reaction. There's gonna be some opinion to the song. So. I think that's why we did this song first. And I, it, it, it's been great. Like, it's been a great, we gotten great reception from it. I actually haven't heard too much negativity from it, which even if there was, that's, that's still fuck sick him. because it's music. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck them. Uh, but, and, you know, it's, it's, that's just music, man. Anyone can interpret it however they want to, but and yes, at the end of the day, fuck them too. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, that's how that came about. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, like, obviously, like you said, there's always going to be some, somebody that is either like trying to be a gatekeeper or just wants to shit on yeah. everybody else's parade, whatever it is. That's why I say like, fuck those people. I, I just had this conversation with a, another artist the other day that like, if you don't like it, that's fine. Like that's your prerogative. Sure. But if you can't come to me and say, Hey, I think that this song could have been better if you would have done X, Y, Z then mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck about your opinion because if you can't actually add value to it, then right. you're just shit posting for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. And especially if you don't have, if you have just like no credibility behind like what you're saying, you know, like if some rando just right. came to me and is like, Hey, like your song sucks because of this. I'd be like, okay, like kick right. rocks, man. <laughs> um, but yeah. you know, if, you know, but some producer came out to me and just like, Hey man, like maybe this, 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 I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like I, I get your, I take your opinion onto it and we'll, we'll, We'll do better, but <laughs> but yeah, for as far as those other pe those elitist people like with metal, and, and I know it's probably like this with any genre, but obviously this is the, the the genre that we are submersed in. It's such a fuck those dudes just on the internet and the elitist out there. Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny that there still are those kind of people because yeah. back in the day it used to be so crazy and still is, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it, it's funny for me. So I've been doing music journalism for like 18, 19 years now, whatever it's been. Um, so like I've seen kind of that evolution, especially on the Internet of like, oh, we're going to gatekeep. No, we're not. OK, yeah, we are like, you know, it's it's went in cycles, but it seems like 
especially, I would say in the last, probably honestly since COVID, really, the last, you know, two, two and a half years, it seems like metal and pop punk are getting back into the, like, gatekeeper syndrome. And I can't yeah. figure out why. Like, those two communities are two communities that I love. You know, they're two of my right, favorite yeah. genres. And, like, they they all preach that they, you know, the artists preach that they want to be this super inclusive group, which is great. But then their fans are like, yeah, but fuck these guys. Like, but but why? Like, what happened here? Right. I think I think COVID just they came out of the woodwork after COVID. They had nothing to shit on for two years. <laughs> you know, no one had any, no one had anything to release, so they were just sitting there, just waiting. Like, oh, what's going to come next? What am I going to shit on when it comes out? You know, yeah. um, and that's in like you know, there's the other thing too is like everyone, everyone's saying now like everyone wants to be Bring Me, everyone wants to be this band, everyone wants to be that band. And it's just like, let them. If they fail doing it, then that's that's their fault you know <laughs> well, and so especially i'm glad you brought up bring me the horizon because i bring them up all the fucking time too but like honestly nobody else is fucking bring me the horizon no nobody nobody ever is going to be able to do what they did no that's not that's that, that's definitely not a band that you can take and try and make it like your sound because you know we were talking earlier it's it's not authentic for one right and two like no one can just do what they do anyways so yeah. It's kind of it's not a it's not a good thing to follow for sure. Don't get me wrong, I love them and there there are influences of them, you know, within our music probably now or what you'll hear later, but what they're doing is kind of like untouchable in my opinion. Yeah, no. I I think the thing with them is especially like when you look at their their catalog of work and the timeline that they've done it in. Yeah. They've always whatever album they release is like three years ahead of its time. Like they release something and everybody's yeah. like, Ooh, what the fuck did bring me the horizon do? Like, that's cool, but not right. really sure about it. And then like two or three years later, like everybody's doing it and they're like, Oh, like that's yeah. why this is happening. You know, they're truly trendsetters, but you know, like you said, it's not an act that I think anyone should look at Ollie and, and the boys and bring me and be like, Oh, I can fucking do that. Right, you're gonna you're gonna fail. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, but you're gonna fail. <laughs> right. You. I remember. I remember when Ammo came out, and I was just like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, this is just." I I honestly I couldn't even make it past the intro track because I thought it was so great. Yeah. Like I kept listening to the fucking intro track. I was like, dude, like, and you know, but the, that whole album was great, and like what they've been putting out past that has been great as well. So yeah, that's definitely that's definitely gonna be like almost. I, I think about this. I think about like who's going to be like the Metallicas and the Megadeths of our generation, and like you know the all the Anthraxes and shit like that. And they're definitely yeah. gonna be like when I'm fucking sixty, seventy five years old, the uh, they're going to be like the top three like tour to go to reunions or shit like that. It's going to be Ammo tour thirty years later. <laughs> yeah, but no, and I I do think that that's a really good way to to describe them is like our generation or this generation's Metallica, yeah. like, because Metallica was doing the same thing, you know, they were trendsetting and mm -hmm. everybody went, Oh fuck, look at what Metallica is doing. Now we have to try to do that. Right. And there's only so many of those bands still around. Like you, you mentioned most of them, it's Metallica, <laughs> Megadeth, like Slayer there's not many that could do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, you have all those, you know, Slayer and Anthrax and Maiden and all those bands, you know, pretty soon, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but, 
they won't be around for long. I mean, what Hatfield just came out the other day saying how he's self-conscious of his playing. He doesn't know how much longer he can do it for. And, and it's still crazy to me that it doesn't feel like they're that old, you no. know, even though I've been listening to them since I was like nine. Right. <laughs> and now, I mean, I am, I'm 32. So like, it just doesn't feel like it's, they shouldn't, it's almost like they shouldn't age, man. They can't do this. Like, right. <laughs> like that kind of thing. So, but at the same time, I'm glad in a sense, I'm glad that James is, is recognizing that now. Um, which I mean, I've seen live videos of him. I don't think he's playing bad or anything, no. but I'm glad that he's recognizing it now and not pulling like a Ozzy Osbourne or a Axl Rose where like, man, you're, you've really passed your prime and now it's sure. just the nostalgia factor. Like, yeah. Why are we doing this? Or what's, uh, what's homie from Motley Crue? The singer, uh, Tommy Lee. Oh, uh, no. uh, fuck Vinny. Vinny. Yes. Or. Whatever that fucking dude's name is, I yeah, yeah, that dude. I think it's Vince Vince Neil, and they call there him you Vinny go. Or yes. whatever. Yeah, I've seen multiple YouTube videos of him. Just it's like just should have hung it up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, should have hung it up. But hey, who am I though? I'm I'm here. I am. I'm sitting in my basement while they're on a, a, a U.S. tour. So <laughs> yeah, no, and and that's the thing is you know like I think part of it though is that nostalgia factor. You know what I mean? Especially like our age group. Cause like I got into Metallica because of my dad. Like I remember right. buying the black album, you know, and, and things like that. So like part of me wants to go see Metallica. Um, yeah. Especially now that my dad's not here anymore. Like part of me wants to go see Metallica, but at the same time, I'm like, man, do I go see them for the nostalgia? But what if they're not as good as I want them to be? And they don't sure. live up to what I've built in my head. Oh, I totally get it. I mean, I've only seen them. I can't even, I, I don't even want to count it, but like I saw them at in 2019. No, 2020 20, last year at Rockville. They played Rockville okay. last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I was down there working for a band and I got to see them before we took off. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'm in a crowd with like fucking 80,000 people, yeah. you know, yeah. And, you know, you, I mean, I don't know if you go to festivals or anything like that, but, you know, it's, it's just not, it's so hard to get that vibe at a festival with that mm -hmm. many people. You're seeing them from fucking 500 yards away. Like, I would, I, if I could see a band like that, I'd love to see them in an arena. You know, that's where I feel like you can probably get like a really right. good take on like what they do. Um, and they played the, the Black album in its entirety that night, which was pretty sick. So, and that was like the yeah. first album I ever got into with them. That was the first album I heard. So like when I heard that, I was like, dude, awesome. But at the same time, didn't get the vibe, you know, love them. You know, these guys are guitar gods, you know, but like Kurt Hammett fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because you have, you probably have a crowd of more than half the people who already fucking play your riffs every day in there, you know, and here you are like, you know, guitar hero on stage, like, <laughs> like the little coins flipping going off and shit like, but no, like, it was still cool, but I would love to see them like in a good setting and just yeah. get that Metallica vibe. And I think you should. I think you should totally see them. That, that way, you can just say that you were there. And yeah, and I, I mean, I probably will. Let's be very honest. But I'm in yeah. that same boat as you, where like I have a love hate with festivals. Like obviously, I grew up with Warp Tour and and all oh, that. Yeah. But yeah. like as I've gotten older, I have a love hate with festivals because like yeah, cool. There's 45 fucking bands here and i want to see half of them right but then like like you said now there's 
you know, 80,000 people around me, I'm not really getting the experience of that band. Like, it's much different than them playing a stadium or an amphitheater. Okay, I want to go see that, even though it's a, you know, four four band lineup or whatever. Right. But at a festival, it's like, fuck, you know, like, A, is the sound going to be the right sound you know like there's so many variables because of how many people are there that it just that takes it away from me a little bit but that being said as far as concert photography uh josh i absolutely love festivals because where else can i go hit that many bands at one time exactly yeah for sure and i i've been lucky to like you know i do aside from like the band i do like like some crew work for bands like i drive like bandwagons yeah. Um, so like I've gotten some pretty, like, that was a cool opportunity to go. I mean, I was with uh, a band and I got to go down to Rockville for, you know, the weekend and see all the cool bands. And, you know, there was a, there was, I tried to just be that guy since I had like the credentials to try and get side stage from Metallica. Right. <laughs> but that's a whole nother set of credentials that you have to have to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, but you know, there's a lot of other, you know, when we go to, if I go to festivals and do stuff like that, like. I do have a cool opportunity to not be in the, the 80,000 mix. You know, I can just kind of sit side stage or, you know, be able to like, you know, be closer. So um, I've gotten to see some pretty cool bands that I never thought I'd be able to see like that. Um, so I've been pretty fortunate in that sense to uh, see the bands that growing up with, you're just like, shit, this is insane. Didn't think I'd be here doing this, you know? So, but yeah, festival vibes are weird. Even sometimes when you're in arenas, they can be weirder, bigger venues. Like, just the sound could be shot, you know, X, X amount of reasons. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that's something that people that aren't like fully in the industry, like your quote unquote casual fans, don't really realize like the amount of effort that goes into putting on, especially a the sound side of the show like it is insane getting everything set up the right way and like you said you know depending on the arena or whatever it is it it just may not be there that night and you may just oh yeah have to deal with it yeah like i mean i have i have a lot of friends within the industry you know like you know really good sound guys and like you know i've heard a nice which like it's just out of their hands you know it's not a it sucks because I know that they feel it's a reflection of them. It's their duty. It's their job. And it's their responsibility. But like stuff that just happens, dude, it's just out of your hands. And whether it's, you know, venue things going on or, you know, just like just there's so much shit. There's so much shit. I could just go funk, funky during the show. So, um, but yes, there, there's, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that a lot of it. And I almost wish there was more, you know, coverage of behind the scenes stuff. I know that I know you can really easily go on YouTube and see stuff like that, but like, Man, I wish someone were just wear a GoPro all day from like the life of like all everyone that's not in the band. Yeah. And see that. Because it's it's intense. It's all it's more intense than what the band goes through, for sure. So, you know, the your yeah. guitar packs yeah, absolutely in front of houses, like their days are so stressful compared to I mean, obviously I'm in a band, so I know like I know both worlds. Um obviously not the extent right. of an eighty thousand crowd fest band, but <laughs> but uh you know, I know One both day. worlds. It's it's uh it's both are intense, both have their stresses, but those guys, crews in front of houses and TMs, like they all go through it, man. Even photographers, everyone goes through it all day long and definitely kudos to them. And we wouldn't be be here, even with our small team that we have for our band. You know, we, we bring out pretty much the same people. We try to at least, um, even them, like they make our lives like easier now, you know, because 
it's not like when I was a kid and I can show up somewhere with a little amp and plug in and call it a day. Right. <laughs> it's not like that. I wish it was. I almost wish it was like that, but it's not like that anymore now. So. Yeah, no, and that I think that ties really well into to something I I say all the fucking time on this podcast is like when you're going to go to a show, like let's kick festivals out of it just because. But if you're going to a show, if you're only interested in the headliner, I don't give a fuck. Get there and see the opener too because so many people are sacrificing their fucking lives to put oh, yeah. that show on. Like go yes. show respect. Even if yeah. you don't end up liking that band, it means the fucking world to not just the band, but the merch guy, the fucking sound guy, the guitar techs. Like, everybody looks out and sees, oh, there's only six people here for us. Like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. But, you know, like, it just, I think so many people overlook it and they just assume, like, well, but, you know, they're all getting paid regardless. And that's partially true, but they're getting paid shit to be the opener. So oh yeah, a little bit of respect. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've we've done. Show, I mean, we've been there. I mean, every band's been there. I mean, you go to a show and you're the opener, and you, you have. I mean, you get the people that were waiting there all day that are you know glued to the barricade, <laughs> and they're on the front row. But then yeah. behind beyond that, you know, it's like you know, there's might be you know, 10, 15 people there, something like that. But and then and then like once the fucking the direct sport comes on, then it's the full house, you know. And like, I get it. I mean, it, it's looking at it from both ways. It's almost like you, you still, even though you're the opening band, you still have to work hard. You still have to try and sell yourself to get people. You have to give people a reason to come out early. You know, it's, yeah. it's more than, it's more than just going online and saying, Hey, come out early. We play first. It's like, you kind of have to be like, well, why, like, why do I want to come out early to the show? You know? Cause you know, some as we've gotten older, it's not, it's not like the the weekend shows anymore where, you know, your your teenage friends don't have anything to do, you know, and stuff like that. It's like, right. hey, you're trying to pull a crowd on a Tuesday, Tuesday night, and you know, in some random city. So give them a reason to come out early and like see you. And but yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying though, and it, it is hard, but it is also the same thing of like, so much work goes into shows, whether it's a weekday show, whether it's a weekend show, whether it's you know, three bands or six bands. Like, you know, the load ins to get in there early, the sound checks, merch, you know, front of house setting up the mics, you know, even dude, setting up mics in a sound system at a local show is hard enough. Like <laughs> imagine doing this fucking big ass venue. So like someone's, someone's having a long day, multiple people are having long days. So yeah, it's definitely worth it to come out to the, in, in, if you do come out early, just go get a beer, right. chill out, have a beer. At least you're watching the band, you know? Yeah. Well, and like. If if nothing else, you know, like you said, grab a beer, but go fucking walk the merch tables. Like, yeah, if nobody yeah. else is there, guess what? You're first in line for fucking merch. So go exactly. grab merch. Exactly. And dude, honestly, even like just seeing people like is is like is a good feeling too. Yeah, it's but it's better just see if you just see people walking or being pe people out in the like the venue like while you're playing. Hey, at least people are here. You know, at least. I can do what I'm doing on stage to get that person to like pay attention and like what we're doing, you know, cause that's, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to get these people to consume you and if, but you need people there. So come early people come to the shows, get there, get there at six 30. You're not, no one's going to think you're not cool because you're there at six 30. It's okay. <laughs> no, if, if anything, the reverse is going to happen. A lot of people are going to be like, Oh, these people are fucking cool. Cause they're here early and 
ready to have a show, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the singles. Uh, something I don't do is because I grew out of it. I realized how dumb it was when I used to do it. Uh, I don't ask specifically what a, a song is about anymore. Cause I don't want to sure. take away somebody's connection to it. You know, like basically we all make connections to music in our own ways. Right. And I don't want to be like, Hey, talk about what this song's about. And you be like, Oh yeah, it's about this bitch ex-girlfriend that I had, blah, blah, blah. And everybody else is like, Hmm, that's not what I thought that was about at all. Like, fuck now I can't enjoy it. <laughs> um, so I don't do it that way, but like, let's talk about kind of building these songs. Cause like you said, it was coming out of the COVID years and like really getting back in the, the, obviously you guys were playing music by yourselves and, you know, staying practiced, but like, what was it like coming back into the studio and, and being like, okay, we have work to do now. Right. Um, I'll be honest, man. Like even go back to what you said, like COVID was, COVID was weird to us. You know, I'll be, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I didn't even pick up my guitar that much. You know, I, I felt weird about what was going on. I didn't know we'd ever play shit. Cause you would get on, you would doom scroll every day. <laughs> right. And uh, nothing was getting better. You know, uh, everything, every little thing we get from like management, like, hey, like we might have this coming up. There might be this break, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like a week later, it, it, it gets shut down, you know. So I was like, I mean, I don't know how to feel right now. But like, so yeah, like I didn't, COVID was weird to us. And I know for a couple of guys, it was weird for them as well. Like it was a really weird mental, mental thing to go through. Um, but going into the studio, uh, like I was saying earlier, like it was, you know, the first time we really had all been together with a purpose, you know, to do what we need to do with this band. And like I said, we went down to, uh, Indiana. No, it was Ohio. I, I think I said Indiana earlier. It was Ohio. I'm sorry. No, you, um, you, you definitely said Indiana and I was like, mm, I think no, yeah, it was, it was Ohio, but <laughs> sorry. Fucking memory shot. Um, no, it's all good. So we worked with um, our our buddy Evan uh, McKeever and Andrew Bayless. Um, we did you know Sinner and Hypocrite with both of them. Um, and like I said, it was just us getting in this room and just bouncing ideas off each other. Um, you know, Sinner, you know, Sinner. It is what it is. It's 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 a little bit of the oddball of the two for sure. Um, and like I said. It, when we, like I said, when we were doing it, Damon was in a vocal booth and, you know, Tyler was in a booth and we were sitting there listening back. We're like, it's weird, but th we're going to do it. Like, this is sick. Let's keep pushing forward. Um, we did uh, Hypocrite, which even still, like, it was, it still seemed weird because it was it's so fucking heavy. Like, right. we've never, we've, I don't think we've ever been like that, like, ass beating, like, in your face before. Because, like, even, you know, the guitars are tuned down, like, you know, in the breakdown, like the whole, like two octaves, like that kind of thing. So like we did that and we're like, man, like, I guess we have, we have something going on here. Like this is good that we're back together. We're doing these things. And, you know, I can get into a little bit of our, like, as far as like what the songs were, you know, like, yeah, uh, as far as like Sinner goes, um, you know, it's, it's more about that song was like, you know, overcoming like drug addiction, alcohol abuse kind of thing. Um, and I guess from my end, cause I'm, I don't write lyrics, but, um, you know, from what I've gathered and what we were in the headspace we were in, like Damon, our other guitar player, like he, um, 
was a pretty severe alcoholic at a point in his life. And almost like when I directly met him, that's when he was in that phase. Yeah. Um, so he, he battled with that for years. Um, and I seen him go through it and it wasn't the best thing. It's not someone you, it's not something you want to see your friends go through because more, it was more than just him going through it. There was also like a lot of legal issues as well going on with him. So, uh, that, song kind of reflects with like him and trying to overcome that you know and you know you can even get like you know if you want to go to the religious side of it because the song is called sinner you know that's not the best that's not the best life to live you know it's not the most healthy life to live and people can see that as you know a sin a sin in your life to yeah. you know continue to do something that you know is not right you know um and stuff like that so that that's that's like the main theme of the song for sure is just you know drug and alcohol abuse if if you take if you want to take it that way and you know, again that's why I love music. You can interpret music however you want to, you know? Yeah, it's, for sure. Although the song is not about an ex bitch that I hate or anything like that. It's, <laughs> it's just about the, uh, the drug and addiction overcoming all that kind of stuff. So then, and then hypocrite can just, I mean, it can almost be in like the same light, you know, like we all do things every day in life that can be hypocritical to what, you know, even me, like I'm actually sitting here drinking a beer right now. While I'm talking to you and, I've told Damon, you know, numerous times when he was going through his problems, like, Hey man, just don't drink. You're good. You don't need it. Blah, blah, blah. And, right. You know, it's just, just shit like that. And, you know, we, we can all be very hypocritical about what we do. And it can also, you know, it also stems you because of, like the time frame, like, like COVID was just so like during those two years, like shut down and like being online was so fucked. No one was no, <laughs> no one was coming together to like make a, a, a better solution or whatever. And right. <laughs> that can almost, you know, some of the lyrics of that song can go hand in hand with like what just the social media aspect was like during COVID. And it can even still be now, dude. Like I, I wake up now and still fucking, it's the first thing you do when you roll over, you get your phone, you start doom scrolling. And it's just like, man, like what bad news is there today? You know, that kind of thing. And you just see people arguing and fighting. And it's like, again, being very hypocritical about like, what they say, what their actions are, you know? Yeah. And it's so much, it's so much you can just try to unload on, but that would definitely be like what more so like hypocrite is about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's one of those things that, you know, especially during COVID, like you said, you would think this is a time where everybody had just had everything taken away from them, right? Like we're in lockdowns. We're not allowed to go, you know, live music is gone. Like there's nothing we can do. And instead right. of us as a society being like, hey, this is fucked up. We need to figure out, you know, the best way to move forward. Everybody's like, no, fuck you because you don't like this. And fuck you. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we not just saying fuck this and let's figure it out? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's for me personally, like I, I've never been a person to engage on like online arguments. Right. Um, I don't think I have it in me. Like even for me to like engage like verbally with people, like still takes a lot for me to actually, I have to be like, like seeing red, like all the way up here to like actually verbally engage with somebody. But it's, yeah, it's hard for me, man. And like, I, I know like some of our songs, even pre these two, like, you know, like surrounded, um, you know, some of our songs can be like politically motivated or, you know, even just with the times, you know, we're talking about the times, but the, I guess that's just the best way for at least us. And I know a lot, 
none of the guys, and it's the same way, actually, I can speak for the rest of the band. Like, no, none of us really engage in that kind of stuff, you know, like we don't get online and just start, you know, fighting with people or, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, these, these songs are like the way for us to do that. And I don't know, I feel confident with us doing it that way. And I don't, I just, I, n- I never want to be like, <laughs> that takes up too much, man. Like life's too short. Like I can't be online fighting with people that I came to see face to face, you know, and whether it's, whether it's about political, you don't thing, want to be like the dude from trapped. <sighs> Fuck. I just, it's so funny. I just you saw don't a video the dude of them. From trapped. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just saw a video of them. Uh, <laughs> and it was, I think it was like on a, it was like on a TikTok. It, someone's like, Oh, like the trap show is like really packed tonight. And I think there was like 10 people there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I totally get what you're saying too, because I think, I think the thing is like you guys you use current events to to fuel the the songs and the messages but not in a sense of like we're trying to incite, you know, any sort of violence or anything like sure. that. And I think it it's it's a it's almost a coping mechanism though, right? Like all yeah. this shit is happening around us and this is our escape from it by putting it in the song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and like we, we touch other things too. And like some songs we have coming up, you know, there's more, um, you know, things that we, everyday people, like, I mean, this is something, I mean, I, I don't haven't talked about it much in interviews or anything, but like I've noticed myself, like I suffer from like anxiety, you know, pretty bad. Um, I don't know if it's something that I just grew, just grew into or just something that happened later on in years of my life. Um, but, you know, we touch on topics like that and, you know, we still, you know, we still touch on, you know, depression, you know, it's real life shit, man, real things that happen to like real people. And not to say like anything like other people put online is like fake or anything like that, but, you know, there, there are those people that just, it just kind of fucks it up for other people, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, when they, when they try and like get into that crowd, but, you know, it's, it's some real shit, man. And I've, I've, I've been around people and I've seen it, you know, do really bad things to people. So, you know. And also that goes again, that also goes hand in hand with me talking about like hypocrite, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I've tried, you know, we try our best as a band to portray a message or like, Hey, like if any of you guys like want to reach out and talk to us, you know, DM us, you know, hit us up. Like we'll, we'll be there. You know, we've, we've always been behind that message. You know, people do, you know, people hit us up and, and I, I'll tell this person something and then I don't fucking listen to what I just told somebody. And I'm just fucking down a rabbit hole. And, you know, I'll be honest, man. Like there'll be a night where, I'm just fucking drinking all night because, you know, I feel this some sort of way. And it's like, Hey man, like here I am being a fucking hypocrite, you know? Yeah. And you know, that's just, it, it's, but then, you know, that's again, that's just re- like real life shit. And you know, that's something that this band all, we all deal with some sort of form of something going on. And uh, we all, we try and touch, touch on that. And hopefully at the end of the day, people can relate and we can help them. And, and that's also like we're so stoked like you know live music is back because we can be out there again and see people and talk to people and you know we just played a couple of shows with uh the plot and you um a couple of weeks ago so it was nice to get back out there play some shows interact with people and uh just do that whole thing all over again because at the end of the day like that's what we love we love being on the road we love touring we love just being around people interacting and talking just like you and i right now yeah yeah, for sure. I and th- that goes back to the authenticity. I think you know, you guys write about the real life shit that happens, versus like, you know, the the pop radio that 
is talking about what ass pussy and whatever you know (laughs) the shit that is so surface level bullshit that nobody really fucking cares about right but you know that's the thing with with especially this scene the metal scene and and i don't know like if it's because so many of us that are you know involved in this scene are just fed up with the bullshit or what but like the metal scene has always really been a voice about these topics and anxiety, depression, things like that. And I think it's an important thing because, you know, there's so much um, animosity in the world. And right. it's just, it's it's amazing to see like, you know, the, the whole reason my site is called You Make the Scene is because like everybody comes together to make a scene. So like for the metal scene, you can go to a fucking metal show when there's not the elitist that we were talking about earlier, go to a metal show and know that every single fucking person in that crowd has been through something similar to you or, you know, is passionate about the same type of thing that you are. And now you're not alone anymore, you know, and that's the beauty of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, like I, I mean, as even though like, you know, I'm in a band, we play shows. Like I still go to shows all the time, um, whether they're big shows, you know, I, I try my hardest to go to like smaller shows and, you know, make, you know, let people know, like, I still, I mean, we all still support bands and, and local music and stuff like that. So like, even me just being there, like around the crowds, whether, whether it's a rock show, whether it's like a metal show or more emo show, like I know everyone is there for a purpose, you know, like they're there because, you know, whether this band that they're listening to is relates to them, you know, and that's the other thing I fucking hate about, like, you were talking about like the musical elitist people and shit like that, you know, like, dude like i'm this and so this all is so weird how this all goes hand in hand like what i will admit when i was younger i used to, i used to be like that that fucking asshole you know right. maybe at some point we all were um and now it's just like man like if i i can st- i can but i can say i can still listen to a band and i can still be like they kind of suck you know whatever yeah. but at the same time i won't shit on them i'm not gonna fucking get on facebook this fucking band sucks, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like that band may suck. I may not like what they're doing, but there's someone that enjoys what they do and someone gets something out of that band, whether it's, you know, you know, you know, like we were talking like the lyrical, you know, it makes them feel good about the lyrics and all that kind of stuff. Like, so like I said, when I go to shows, it's great to be surrounded by those people that someone's, Oh, everyone's going through something, you know, and whether if you're in this great to be there, if you're there for like the two hours to see the five bands, at least during those two hours, like everyone had a good time. They forgot about their bullshit of the week or whatever they were going through their, you know, late car payment, like whatever, like was able to escape from it. Yeah. Even if it's something as simple as that, you know? So like, that's the great thing about the scene and like live music. And again, this being back and like, not just having to watch people streaming their sets. <laughs> Which was yeah. still cool. Yeah. I did. That, I did buy. A I did buy a couple. Time, <laughs> yeah, like I did buy a couple. Yeah, but it was so food. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like I, I remember, we we all of us got together. We bought like the corn live stream and hooked up the speakers to feel like we were there. And yeah, it was sick. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was just so weird because it's like, you know, I remember I watched like the Dropkick Murphys one. 
Um, Newfound Glory had one. I think I saw the Corn one. Okay. Um, you know, there several different ones that because there was nothing else to do. But it's like, am I am I supposed to fucking mosh in my living room? Like what? <laughs> I feel weird just sitting on the couch watching this show, but you know, it was, I don't know it was quite odd. Yeah, it's definitely odd. Yeah, I think I remember. I think I watched like the Code Orange because I think Code Orange might have been like they were really like the first ones to like do it. Yeah. Um, because they put out like their album like right when this shutdown happened, so they're like, "Fuck it, let's just do a lot." I think they did at like the Palladium in Worcester. Yeah. Um, so I remember watching that and I was like, "This is sick," and then everyone just fucking live stream shows which hey man it, it it was it was a it was adapt and survive yeah that's what COVID was for bands for sure yeah for sure and there were definitely some bands that didn't survive you know the the COVID experience and yeah it sucks but at the same time i think it shows i don't want this to sound like i'm shitting on them because obviously we don't know everybody's personal experiences or whatever but like i think it shows the people that were adamant about continuing you know what i mean like oh yeah the ones that put in the work you could tell were putting in the work while yeah. everything was shut down it was because even again in talking from like our 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 sense like there there was a lot of reflection you know like is like you know we're not here we are it's got the the rug got swept underneath us there's nothing going on you know is this really what we want to do for the rest of our lives you know that kind of thing and I'm sure people had a lot of thought, you know, people had a lot of, you know, they just, is, is this what I want to do? Cause, because just like that, it can be taken away. And, you know, the, some people didn't really give a fuck about the fact that there was no live music or bands weren't touring and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, and maybe for those people, they just decided like, Hey, like I'm better off doing this or I, you know, and it's also, it's, it could have been a positive thing for some people because, they could have found like another dream or ambition that they've been holding off on doing and they are able to do it. And they just, you know, they were able to find solace in the fact that like, Hey, like I'm better off doing this. And yeah, the band's no longer <laughs> <laughs> Luck luckily. I mean, for us, I mean, to be honest, this is kind of all I know, like since I've been a teenager. Right. So like, this is uh, I'm, we're definitely, I'm sticking through it no matter what. And God damn it. Some shit's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> one way or the other right yeah exactly um and i think that's a perfect kind of segue the the we're gonna make this work uh you guys just signed with a rising empire uh for yep. your, your record label Talk a little bit about what that conversation and that kind of decision because for anyone that isn't familiar in the metal scene specifically like a rising empire is an amazing fucking label like their roster is deep as fuck so yeah. what was it like to have those conversations with them and and kind of pursue that i think just at the end of the day man like you know we came off our last label just kind of like you know we need to find the best team that just has the same vision as us you know and at the end of the day they they were the ones um so i and it's kind of it's kind of funny there's not a lot of story to it um, or anything like they just talking with them um, and everything that we had going on, the ideas that were bouncing off each other. Like we just felt like that was the next natural move to do. And they were going to be the ones to help us get to where we want to be. And we just have the same vision. We have the same goal. 
Um, and, it, and it's great because, you know, we are, well, as of today, they just signed another American band. Shout out to For the Fallen Dreams. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. They just announced that today. And also Damon is a part of that band now as well, the other guitar player in Virtue. So he's going to be pulling double duty for them <laughs> and us. So, um, but anyways, yeah, they signed, they signed them. What we were the American signing with them. And um, it's just going to be great, man. Like we, we love touring in Europe. We love it so much. Like, and we do very well in Europe. We have a lot of friends. We have since we've been over there like a handful of times now. And like, we have just made so many genuine friends over there. And like, it's great because like I talk to those people daily just people that we've met. So like every time we get to go, like it's, it's like, it's almost like a mini vacation, which I know a lot of, a lot of bands don't like going to Europe. There, there are like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are the the annoyances, the inconveniences of going to Europe. But like when we go, like we have a blast, we get to see our friends and even some people we consider family by now, you know? So, uh, but Arising is based out of Germany. So like, you know, uh, they're going to be a big help for us when we go over there um, and stuff like that. So it just, at the end of the day, it just made sense um, for us and them to work together. And I just think we have really great things planned out for the future. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, you know, the, I think the thing with bands that don't like to tour the UK is, it just, especially since Brexit happened and everything, there's right. just so many logistical issues, like trying to cross borders and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, you can definitely speak to this, especially in the metal scene. The fucking UK metal scene fan is, like, unmatched. They are insane. Yeah, yeah they are. They're pretty great people, especially great people to play shows for, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we we haven't ex- like well, we didn't experience the whole Brexit thing because we haven't been at, back over there right. since. But um, I've I've heard the the logistical nightmares of it and stuff like that because I just did a tour with uh, While She Sleeps, um, mm-hmm. who are from there. So they they told me a little about what was going on and all that hassle and shit like that. So I was like, sick, can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's the world we live in and. Yeah, I think for the most part, it's just like, especially coming from the U.S. where it's just so easy to go state to state, right? Like there's literally nothing stopping you. And yeah. now over there, it's like, okay, you're crossing the border into a new country. We have to do these paperwork checks and we have to do this. And it's like, fuck, like quit delaying right. me. Just let me go. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dude, we have, we have some, got some fucking... We have plenty of stories of fucking customs and shit just going weird. Yeah. Just being over there. I almost got arrested in Romania. (laughs) (laughs) So luckily we had somebody with us that could like brokenly translate Romanian. Cause based at what it really, what it was, they pulled us over and I was driving and uh, at the end of the day, they just wanted, they were going to want money to let us go. Yeah. But so we had someone with us that could kind of translate it. And they basically just told me, hey, fuck off. Like, we're good. Like, our paperwork's fine. Like, we're not giving you money. So, and shit like that. Like, fans can get taken very easily taken advantage of in Europe, for sure. So it's always essential to have, like, a good touring part, like, crew with you or whoever you can't afford to be with you that kind of knows what's going on. Because it's very easy for someone to just fucking slip your passport from you or take advantage of you and fucking run your money or all that kind of shit. So. 
that's that's nuts but like i've seen not on the band side of it necessarily but i've seen you know when you go through the fucking rabbit hole of youtube late at night uh <laughs> those travel videos where people are talking about the different scams and like oh you know mm -hmm. in egypt if you go to the the pyramids don't don't rent a camel from this guy because this is what they actually do or whatever like that sort yeah. of shit is real life yeah and it sucks because i i've actually watched that same those same videos where it's like man like because I've always, I always tell people like, I, I mean, obviously I have the, um, the blessing and luxury to where music can take me places. You know, it's easier for me to say like, Oh, Hey, I've been here. I've been here. And I try and tell like my friends, like, Hey man, like get the fuck out of Michigan, like go somewhere, go experience some culture, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know it's easier said than done for me than for some other people. Um, but it's almost like every, everywhere you go, dude, like even, I mean, even here in the States though, but it's like you go to places and you want to see like something cool. There's always just some sort of fucking scam going on, you know, yeah. um, whether it's the pyramids, people trying to scam you on camels or like, you know, <laughs> funny, we had a funny story. We were in like Philly trying to take pictures in front of like Rocky statue. And this bum was like trying to take people's phones for take pictures for them, but charge them like two bucks. And Tyler, our vocalist almost got into a fight with him. So but anyways, like there's always just some sort of weird fucking like scam going on no matter where you go. And it kind of like I can understand why people just don't sometimes don't want to bother with traveling because you don't want to deal with that shit, you know? Yeah, no, I, I remember I went to Dallas, Texas years ago back when I worked for for Best Buy. And um, I went to with a little group that I was with. We went to um, Daily Plaza where JFK mm -hmm. was shot. Oh, OK. And right on. And there was a guy that comes out of the little museum that they have there. And he's like, oh, you know, we're locking up. We're like, that's fine. Like, we just wanted to kind of walk around, like, not a big deal. Like, because the plaza itself is still a fully functioning roadway. Like, right. That you just can't go into the museum unless it's open. So we were like, that's fine, whatever. And he's like, well, if you guys give me five bucks each, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you the quick tour and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, <laughs> shut the fuck up no like <laughs> we're not playing this game right there were like six of us like five bucks a piece you're making 30 bucks for like a two dollar ticket i think in all honesty i think it's free admission right during business hours like no <laughs> fuck you right yeah it's fucked <laughs> yeah so um awesome man so honestly that's really about everything i've got for you so let's kind of do as we wrap up here um this is gonna go live in about let's see one two three weeks give or take okay right um on. so knowing that what are you allowed to tell us is coming out and <laughs> if anything if not that's totally fine too <laughs> um we will have another single coming out um okay. soon i can say soon um we're gonna have another single coming out and all i can say that all of this is part of a bigger project yeah. so obviously just like what anyone else says be on the lookout for it you know add us on our socials keep a track on us on our socials you know instagram facebook tiktok because we tiktok now <laughs> twitter and, and all that shit man just like just like anything else so like we'll, we'll be releasing more stuff soon bigger stuff and we'll be announcing some touring here soon as well so get back out on the road for everybody and play some fucking shows yeah um obviously I'll, I'll link all the socials so we'll have that taken care of uh so something i've i've been doing for kind of one of my wrap-up questions 
um, is kind of a, a two-part deal. And with with the songs that you've just released, maybe it's it's too easy for you. But of between Sinner and Hypocrite, mm-hmm. what song do you think people are going to gravitate to? And what song do you hope that they actually dig into? Um, I mean, obviously people... <laughs> More people have gravitated towards sinning. Um, I yeah. even like it's kind of fucked. I call people this, but like I have my normie friends, right. air quote <laughs> my air quote normie friends, um, and they've all like hit me up like, dude, I fucking love this song. Like it's the best song you guys have ever done. Um, you know why don't you do every song like this? And at the end, it's kind of like it's almost just like damn. It's almost like someone saying like, hey, you actually look good today. Like, right. <laughs> like, thanks, you know, but fuck you. Um, but no, like, and I don't, I don't mind it, man. I, I think it's cool. Um, I think the other, the newer songs will, that we're going to have coming out will still cater to those people that like that kind of shit, you know, but, um, and I actually, I, if between sinner and hypocrite, if people, I would want people to relate more to sinner or go to that song. Yeah. Um, it's a cool song. We were able, you know, we got our first chance to play it live. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like I said, we played some shows with Plot and You, and we got to play it live, and it was a jam, man. Like, don't get me wrong, I love playing happy music. I love, you know, when we played Hypocrite, people went fucking insane uh, in the pit. But like, Sinner was cool. It's a different vibe. It's a different thing to do, and we had a fun time doing it. And at the end of the day, it's about fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the last question I'm going to ask, I know you can't tell me who you're going on tour with, so we're going to flip <laughs> it and be, if you were to design a tour and let's say it's a headlining tour, who would you want to go out with you guys? Like as support or like where the yeah. support? No support for you guys. Support for us. Oh shit. I don't fucking know. Damn. <laughs> um, I, I was trying to softball you to to give some like locals and whatnot shout outs. But... Oh no, uh, no, I, I hear you, man. Like I, I mean, we've always w- there's a local here in in, in Michigan, uh, Heartsick. You know, we've always talked about you know trying to do a tour with them. Uh, we've done a small, we did a small run with them with King, um, eight one zero a while ago. So it's kind of like a weird, it was like a Michigan vibe kind of thing going on. Uh, we've we've loved to tour with the dudes in Varsity. Um, yeah, we've been friends with them for a while. Um, their names have been brought up. Uh, Archers' names have been brought up with Archers. I don't know if you know them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, it's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head because I'm not the one that thinks of this shit. To be honest with you. Yeah. No. No. That's <laughs> I just totally fine. <laughs> yeah. No. So. That's totally fine. Um, I've actually had Joey on the show, and um, fuck, I'm gonna forget his name off the top of my head. Lead singer from Archers has been on the show as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, like anybody that is listening to this and hasn't checked them out, especially varsity. Like yeah. varsity has flown under the fucking radar somehow. Like the shit that they're putting out right now is it's so sick, damn good. It's, it's super sick. Yeah. And even like we have our buddies in a, uh, another local band, assume nothing they're doing, they're getting ready to put out a new track. Um, they put out some good bangers. They were in the, they were in the battle to try and get to Rockville. They were, they were like this close dude. And I was like, damn, I was really pushing for them. Uh, to go do it, but yeah, you know, all those are really sick, you know, Midwest to like Michigan local bands. So, yeah, awesome, man. Um, yeah, that's everything I've got for you. So to wrap up, obviously you're planning some tours and stuff like that. What do you want to tell for fans to 
to know for the future as far as like what to expect at your show? At our show, dude, just a bigger, better show. We're putting everything that we can into these shows to like, you know, that was the thing about COVID. You know, you can't come out of COVID being the same band you were in, you know, 20, the beginning of 2020. You know, yeah. you have to grow and we've grown as musicians, artists, and we're going to grow our live show. Um, and hopefully all these songs sound fucking great to everybody. The the looks are there and everyone just fucking enjoys it. And yeah. at the end of the show, we all drink beers together. <laughs> awesome, man. I appreciate your time, Mike. Um, like yeah. I said, this will be going up in about three weeks. So I'll be hitting you guys up as far as, you know, making sure that you've got what you need out of it and whatnot. But cool. um, definitely looking forward to, to you getting out on the road. And Michigan's not that far from me. So, you know, I'll keep paying attention and maybe I can make it up to a show for you. Right, man. That'd be sick. Yeah, absolutely, man. Have a all good right, night. Dude. All right. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yep. Have a good See one, man. See you. And that was my conversation with Mike of the band of Virtue. Um, again, huge shout out to him for taking the time while packing and getting shit ready for a move. Uh, just, you know, super killer of him to still make time to do this sort of stuff. And it really shows his dedication to the band as well as um, the desire to, to push what they're doing. Um, as always... In the description of this podcast, there will be uh, links to all of their social medias, so be sure you jump over, give them a like, a share, subscribe, follow, all that sort of stuff. Jump on Spotify or wherever you stream music, F you know, follow them on there, but definitely want you to be playing Hypocrite and Sinner, the two new singles. Um, and yeah, keep your eyes peeled for some tours, uh, you know, we couldn't quite announce them all entirely yet uh so some stuff on the horizon for sure with these guys and i think it's really like what i said at the beginning you know they're kind of in this prime position to change the landscape a little bit so um really looking forward to seeing where that goes as for you make the scene stuff uh as always thank you so much for listening and you know contributing and all that stuff, you know, everything you guys do. Um, leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of this episode. I am still looking for a graphic designer slash merch designer slash artist, whatever, uh, to help facilitate some designs. Uh, I am looking to collaborate and see what we can figure out uh, for practicality. Um, so, yeah, if you or someone you know is interested shoot me a message over on the you make the scene uh instagram and you know we'll we'll see what we can figure out together so um then the last thing i'm going to push that i don't push often enough and i probably should being a affiliate slash ambassador uh whatever we want to call it uh you know concert season especially festival seasons in full swing right now we've got riot fest coming up We've got the Is For Lovers Festival. Sad Summer Fest is going on. Um, Danny Wimmer Presents has all kinds of shit getting ready to drop for, uh, you know, uh, the Louder Than Life and things like that. Um, as well as just the n innumerable number of fucking tours across this country right now. Uh, your hearing does go away. It does 
get damaged. You need to take care of it. Um, so, as some of you know, especially if you've listened to the ending of podcasts before with me, uh, I am affiliated with Eargasm earplugs. They are the ones that I personally use when I photograph shows or go to shows, um, and they have been life-changing for me. I use the high-fidelity ones. They're like 35 to $40, somewhere in there. Um, I've had them for a couple years, so I don't remember the exact price. But if you use promo code, you make the scene, all one word, uh, that will get you 10% off of your order. So that at least covers like tax and maybe part of shipping. Um, so definitely jump over, do that, and you know save a little bit of money, but more importantly, save your hearing. Uh, you're not too young. You're not too cool. It will go away, and it will fuck with you the rest of your life. So take care of your ears. Um, and yeah, as always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.